Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 105, and tonight we're going to be reviewing, well, not reviewing, we're having a spoiler-free plug for the upcoming movie Grand Piano, starring Elijah Wood and John Cusack. I almost said John Travolta, or should I say Joanne Travolato, or whatever, never mind. Oscar's joke, not funny. We're doing another scale down episode, kids. And things have been very hard here. Um, between the podcast, my concert with the New York City Game and Chorus, my job at the Jekyll and Hyde Club, which is on and off now, I'm fired, I'm hired, I'm fired, I'm hired, and it's getting a little tiring. And the book, Marilyn. I'm on overwhelm, and what's happening is I keep shutting down and not doing anything, so I have to scale back. So it is with a very heavy heart, I have to tell you that I'm going on hiatus for a while. I kind of already have been, but I'm officially saying it now until the concert is over, which is in two weeks, and Marilyn is done, which is hopefully going to be very, very soon the podcast is going to have to wait because it's all just too much for my little head to take. And I regret that. But I know that you know that when everything's better, I'll be back. And we'll be having fun again because I can already hear right now. I'm not having, I'm not in a fun mood. I'm tired. I'm very stressed out. But I want to talk to you because we haven't talked there's all these shitty movies out there you're probably watching because I'm not there to guide you. So before we get into the show proper, just want to tell you a little bit about what else has been going on. Um, oh, I'm going away this weekend, the weekend of the, I don't know what it is, the 8th, whatever this is coming up, uh, to Asbury Park. We have uh, The chorus has an out-of-town retreat, intensive rehearsal thing that we do every year in Asbury Park, New Jersey, with a free concert. On Sunday afternoon at 2. Uh, there's information on the Scream Queens page on Facebook. If you're in the area. I know some of you are going to be like up the road at Monster Mania. If Sunday's boring, there's nothing you want to see. Why don't you come on down and see me in a show for free? I get to sing I Will Survive all by myself. And that's the only time it's going to happen. Because when it's the actual concert, it's part of our big gay idol thing. And someone else will be singing it. Some contest winner. So fuck her. Whoever she is, that's not the point right now. So that's going on. Bradford has applied to graduate school to get his master's degree, master's degree in social work. So we're destined to be poor forever. No, we're poor anyway, so whatever. It's just a continuation of the poor. So congratulations on him. If you see him on Facebook or anywhere, say hi. Say congratulations. Good job. He hasn't been accepted yet, but he's made a big step in doing something towards that sort of thing. And when it comes to the kitties, as you know, Tyler's very fat. Tyler Pooh Kitty, very fat. He's on a diet. He's lost two and a half pounds now. We're very proud of him. And what kicked this off is 
Bradford broke the toilet. We don't need to go into that because it just was disgusting. So we had to have the super in. And he's from uh, Poland, I believe. He's got a thick, uh, thick Eastern European accent. And he was fixing toilet. And he looked at Tyler Pukiri and he said, That is a very big cat. Cat too big. Very big cat. Too big cat. Big. And Bradford said, Well, if you think that's big, you should see my pussy. Which is why we don't let him talk to people very often. You know, we try to keep Bradford locked up just for that sort of a reason. So, yeah, so we changed his cable. He's on an exercise plan. He's lost two pounds, which is more than I could say for myself, but that's not the point right now. So before I get into the, uh, the uh, 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 teaser for Grand Piano, I want to talk to you about a couple of things that I've seen that I think you'll like. Uh, first of all, Haunter which is a ghost story starring What's-Her-Name from Little Miss Sunshine. I'm doing terrible. I have nothing in front of me. I have no notes, no nothing. I'm just, like, sitting in my closet talking to you right now. Uh, uh, Abigail Breslin, that's her name. It's a very good supernatural twist of a movie. And I don't mean, like, um, M. Night Shyamalan twist, so don't be expecting a twist. But it's a twist on the ghost story. And I thought it was very enjoyable. Uh, it does kind of turn towards young adult drama towards the end. Or, you know, like young adult style thriller. Like there's no bad words included. There's not going to be much violence. But still, that's not a strike against it. Because, you know, hey, it's a good movie for your, for your loved ones who may not be super into super duper scary, gory stuff. So Haunter, I liked it. My only problem with it is that it's called Haunter. And if I was to speak in the accent of my people, as in Long Island, the movie would be called Haunta. H-A-W-N-T-U-H. Haunta. So, <laughs> so thank you, Sister Mary Aloysius, for beating 99% of my accent out of me. Uh, the other thing I saw is a movie called The Seasoning House. Now, this was at Sundance, I think, or maybe South by Southwest. It's a terrible title for a really powerful film, and I still don't really understand what the title means. I did research on it and can find nothing to what it's in reference to. But it takes place during all the genocide stuff that was going on in Eastern Europe in the 90s. And I was confused at first because I missed this, the little subtitle that told me that because first I thought it was Nazis, but no, it's not. Well, anyway, basically what was going on, the enemy forces would take over some town, Nazi style, massacre a lot of people, keep the young women, teenage girls, and basically kidnap them and put them into sex trade against their will. The first half hour of this movie is so uncomfortable. It's not torture porn by any means, but the sense of desperation and just brutality and inhumanity is overwhelming and weirdly not exploitive they show you what you need to see and let your let your imagination does the rest and i had to tell you this 5 minutes in i screamed so loudly that the cats went running off in the next room and were inconsolable for the next you know well, basically till the kibble bowl got shaken again, but that's not the point right now. 
I screamed twice during this movie, and it wasn't like a, a jump scare scream. It was just a scream of absolute shock and horror. And between the screams, one was at the beginning of the film, one was at the end of the film, I didn't make a sound. I was almost afraid to make a sound. Now, people are billing this as a revenge movie because it's about a, a mute girl who is you know, trapped in this house with these other girls who's kind of facilitating things, you know, does she keeps them clean-ish. She keeps them doped up on heroin so that they're compliant and, you know, empties their poo-poo pans and things. But she rises up at the end of the film and tries to make her escape, leaving much blood and mayhem in her path. Now, I didn't really see it as a revenge movie. It was an escape film. She didn't, she wasn't like, ah, I've had enough. No, she saw her opportunity and she just took it and other people kept getting in the way. This is a very powerful film and I highly recommend it. If you could tell me what the hell The Seasoning House means as a title, by all means, please do. It's not an entertaining watch, at least not for a while. When it gets to the revengey part, there'll be some cheering, but overall, it's a very tense, very powerful film and I liked it. Now, on the flip side, <laughs> I saw, I talked about it before, Cheerleader Massacre 2. I'm going to go ahead and recommend this movie. It is absolutely awful. I talked about it in the last show with Slumber Party Massacre where, you know, in the first 15 minutes is like four shower scenes of girls endlessly lathering their boobs and whatever. But it, this is kind of like an awful movie done right. It's got the softcore porn. It feels like two movies put together. Like there's a softcore porn element. And then there's the horror element, and it seems like the softcore porn element was edited in from some other movie, because you never see any of these characters inter you know, interacting with the main cast. It's very strange. But I have to explain the theme of the movie to you, and when I explain the theme of the movie to you, either you'll say, yes, I'm in, or please, Jesus, no. It's cheerleaders versus killer robots in the woods. You know that old story. And if that doesn't wet your whistle in a Roger Corman-style way, then I don't know what's going to. And I got a kick out of it. The opening scene is actually ballsy. Ballsy. At the end of the first scene, I went, well, I've never seen anything like that before. And it wasn't entirely a bad thing. So Cheerleader Massacre 2, you don't need to see Cheerleader Massacre 1 because there were no robots in Cheerleader Massacre 1. So there. And I think I've given you enough recommendations to keep you chewing on stuff for now. So... Let's move on. So the main feature for this week is the upcoming thriller called Grand Piano, starring Elijah Wood and John Cusack. Now, since this has not been released, I'm not going to spoil anything. This is just going to be a shameless plug for what I think is a really cool movie. But before we get down to business, let's do the other business of listening to the trailer. Skip the hotel and go straight to the auditorium, okay? It's about time you got back on stage. I love you. Tom, you're alive. It's the great Tom Selznick. Tom Selznick, the new Rachmaninoff. If only he didn't choke. Hey, hey, hey. Very funny. I'm going to screw up, Norman. I know it. Congratulations. The whole place is packed. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Tom Selznick. Okay, so Grand Piano is the story of Elijah Wood's character, whose name eludes me at the moment. Well, anyway, he's a world-famous concert pianist. and Well, he was, until he had a freakout. You see what happened at his last big concert? He was supposed to play a piece by his mentor, a piece that is regarded as unplayable. You see, in the uh, piano world, there are several pieces that are considered unplayable, Either because of the number of notes that have to go at this, you know, so quickly, either they have to go so fast, it's too hard to play, the, the finger spread distance is too far, that you know, you can't play it with one person. Or not at all. But he was doing it. He was doing it. He was up there on the stage and he was doing it, and then he fucked it up at the last possible moment, got booed off the stage had a nervous breakdown sort of thing. His mentor died, and he's bared, bored in this weight forever. Now, it's years later, and he's coming back for his first concert since the incident. So most of the people in the audience are there to see if he's going to fuck up again. Anyway, you bored yet? Don't be. Because what happens is he sits down to start to play at the beginning of the concert in front of a room of, you know, a thousand people watching him. He opens up the music. There's a little note at the bottom right-hand corner that just simply says, play one wrong note and you die. And to emphasize that point, just as he sees it, the little red sniper laser sight just starts dancing along in the music. So somebody out there is going to kill him if he screws up this concert. And there's the movie. And you're probably like, well, that doesn't sound too suspenseful. Well, it is. Trust me. Now... Not spoiling anything because this is in the trailer. John Cusack is the villain. It's not so much a whodunit, but how they're going to do it. And why? Why is he torturing this poor man? Well, I'm not going to tell you because that's the fun. What makes this movie great? And why should you see it on the big screen? I'm going to tell you why. There's something sweeping about it. Something majestic about it. Like an old Hitchcock movie. You know, the way things... The, the correlation that pops into my mind immediately is, what one is that? The Man Who Knew Too Much. That final scene, which is similar, happens in a, a symphony hall. It's got that feel, but it's for the whole movie. Even though it's in one room, for the most part, it's in this concert hall. It feels huge the way the camera moves, and it just is... I loved the visual aspect of this movie. And considering for most of the time you're watching Elijah would play the piano, you'd think 
it would be boring, but it's not. Because while he's playing, John Cusack is killing people to prove his point. And he's got a, what do you call it? A headset microphone, you know, earphone microphones. Headset. Yeah, whatever, in Elijah Wood's ear. So he's talking to him the whole time. He's telling him what he's doing and how he's doing this. And he's like showing proof that he's killing people. Meanwhile, the concert's still going. He's still playing during all of this. And if he even reacts to just anything, you know, he's, Elijah Wood's got this superstar uh, Hollywood actress wife. And to prove the point that, you know, you know, if he just gets up and stands, walks off the stage or calls the police and does anything, that little red laser dot is on her too. And it's all very, 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 very tense. And I loved it. One of the things that helps it, too, is that Elijah Wood is actually playing the piano. Maybe not live in the scene, but he can play the piano. And to see his hands dancing across the keyboard at lightning speed, it's the whole time the threat of death hanging over the whole thing. The whole is very, very exciting. And what I also thought was very fun in a very small part is Tom. Tom, the chauffeur from Downton Abbey. He's in a movie, unlike Matthew from Downton Abbey. You know, whose character had to be killed so he can go pursue a film career? How's that working out? Huh? Because Tom's got a movie. You don't got a movie. And this movie's good. Also in the cast is, I don't have the cast list in front of me. Oh, but God, he was in The Lost Boys. He was one half of Bill and Ted, the blonde guy. I can't think of his name. He's in it. He's great in it. And one of my favorite moments for me, because you're thinking, how boring could this be? You know, it's just one room. And it's not. As John Cusack says at his finest moment, he says, you know, it's amazing what you can get away with in a crowded theater when everybody's looking at the stage. And it's true. Everybody's attention is this way, which means he can literally get away with murder behind you or to right to the side because you're not going to notice. And he does. And it's fun. My only, only beefs about the movie, there are two and they are small. Well, one's not so small, but... So let's start with that one. When you actually find out the reason for all of this, John Cusack's Modak... Modak? John Cusack's Modak. What the fuck is a Modak? Isn't that a Star Trek villain? Captains, the Modaks are firing on us. Whatever. His motive is like, okay, that's dumb. That's a bit out there. However... The roller coaster ride to get to that point and after that point is totally worth it. My beef is his superstar Hollywood movie actress wife has a personal assistant, this blonde girl. She doesn't have any lines. She's like the worst extra ever. She's in a lot of scenes. She's always hovering around doing stuff. But she does this thing that drives me crazy. You know, when you do background work, you're supposed to talk but not say anything. You know, just so that your mouth's moving because you can't have the noise. The mic's picking up your voice when the principals are speaking. So you either mime a conversation or something or do something quietly. So this lady, girl, person feels the need to always have her mouth moving, but she's clearly not saying anything to anybody. She's like, well, I'm doing something with my mouth, but it's just kind of like, she'll be pushing, you know, Elijah Wood's wife around. You have to go here. And Elijah Wood's wife is talking to somebody else and clearly not hearing her because the woman's just going, mouth, 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 And she's doing it so emphatically that I could not do anything but stare at her. And I kind of thought, since this movie, actually, these scenes were shot in three different cities across the world. It was Barcelona, Chicago, and I forget what the other one was. 
but they've all merged it into one opera house. And that's kind of cool. They do it through CGI. That's the only CGI in the movie is making this opera house into one huge thing. But that's really not the point right now either. Grand Piano. Well, I don't necessarily recommend it for full price, it is, it is very much a matinee. Just because I think the need to see it on the big screen just will add to that whole thing. Like, it's amazing how this movie can feel so big and claustrophobic at the same time. And it's very tense and it's very fun. And I liked it, so go see it when it opens at a theater near you soon. Consider yourself plugged. Hey, Patrick, it's Latasha. Hi, Latasha. Um, I just listened to your new episode, and I'm so glad you did that review on the Slumber Party Massacre because I kept seeing it on Netflix, and I kept telling my fiancé, I think I want to watch that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I won't be watching this one because from the sound okay. clip and from the review that y'all gave, this movie sounds really stupid. It is corny. pretty stupid. Um, those sound clips were horrible. So I'm glad you did a review because I was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to be watching that one. And honestly, I don't even remember if I saw the first one. I can't even remember what that was about. But at this point, who cares? <laughs> um, anyway, well. I'm glad you had Robert, our best on the show, too. He's really cool. And I haven't got to read any of his memorial series, but I keep <gasps> hearing that they're really good. So I can't they're wait amazing. to get my hands on a few copies. I'm running out of books to read anyway. So anyways, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Okay, thank you very much for calling in, pretty lady, pretty Latasha. And yeah, if you want to skip Slumber Party Massacre too, that is entirely your prerogative. I'm glad I can help you make an informed decision about that. However, like I told the first time caller, was it TJ? I want to say TJ. Anyway, I told TJ last time that, you know, when you watch these bad movies, if somehow you're tied up and you're forced to watch them, at least you'll have my voice in your head. Pointing out the funny parts to be like, oh, yeah, look at that. Look at her shoes. Wow, that is a hideous blue fringe top. My goodness gracious. And that's a good thing. And Slumber Party Massacre 1 is worth watching, as long as you remember all the fun lesbian stuff that we talked about in the show that we did last year. And besides, you have better things to do, girl. You're getting married in like five minutes, aren't you? It's hardly a way to start off a new life together is by watching the Slumber Party Massacre 2. Or is it? I really don't know. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm just awesome. Anyway, thank you for calling, baby, and talk to you soon. Hey, Patrick. This is Mikey from North Carolina. Mikey! Snow-free North Carolina. I'm sorry that I've had to have shove all that snow up up your way, but yeah, I'm well. sorry. I can't, I can't handle the snow down here. Okay, um, two quick questions. Yes. One, um, a while back there was a clip that you had where you you're you were in this video or movie where you're like the next door neighbor complaining about the noise because they were having a big party and other yes. things where like you're like um you're talking on the phone you know and you got the mm-hmm. the paper the toilet paper in your ear you know, did yeah, that movie one. ever come out on video or uh, come no. out that i could watch the whole movie because it nope. looked like a great movie uh, nope. second off topic thing, uh, the next survivor coming up. Yes. And I just want to know, but I don't know, by the time you record, uh, I want your quick view about this year's teams of uh, brain versus brawn versus beauty. Now, I think this is <laughs> another gonna one that's gonna suck, like the last time with the uh, blood versus water, right? Didn't watch it. But. Like I said, some of these gals 
guys do don't don't look that half bad, but mm-hmm. I just want to care for you on it. I know you don't you've given up on Survivor, but I'm on and off. If if you happen to get back on there again, let me know. All right, bye. Okay, Mikey. Pleasure as always to hear from you, and thanks a lot for the snow, Mikey. Jeez, actually, it doesn't bother me that much. To be perfectly honest, because, I mean, I remember winters back when I was a kid, you know, same area, whatever, we'd get like two feet, three feet of snow. You know, I'd be walking down a sidewalk as a little kid, and the snow would come up past my head on either side. And uh, so this ain't nothing. Everybody's just, people just like to complain. And I say that as someone who likes to complain. So, yeah, no judgment, no hate, no homo. Well, lots of homo. Never mind. Shh. No, that movie never came out, and I can't even remember the name of it off the top of my head. Something, a psycho love story. I don't remember the, what came before the colon. It was something colon, a psycho love story. Um, no, 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 no. I've been in touch with the director. There's a million reasons why it hasn't come out, but that's the way these things go. You do a little budget thing, sometimes it just disappears. But maybe someday it'll come out, maybe for my 50th birthday in like 20 years. <laughs> but... <laughs> Quickly changing the subject. No, I'm not even close, kids. I know all you were like, <gasps> clutching pearls. No, 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 I'm not close. I'm not close. Bradford's 50. Ha, 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 Anyway, um, Survivor. Yeah, I'm giving it a chance this season. A chance. And I'm sure you know by now, Conchita Hassenpfeffer called in to the Armchair Survivor show with her opinion on it. And her opinion and my opinions usually go very, very hand in hand. I don't know why. I mean, being that we're completely different people. <clears throat> and so there's that. Yeah, I, I, what I can't tolerate, I know everybody's really bored right now, what I can't tolerate is just why they pick these people who can't play the game. And I'm talking about that Jatia girl who can't seem to do anything. Like, why is she even there? She's just there. I don't like that they cast people that aren't good players just for people to hate. That bothers me. Anyway, Mikey, thank you for calling in. See you an armchair survivor. And, uh... Word up. What? Oh, God. Hey, Patrick. This is Edward, that guy in Phoenix. That Hold guy from up. More Geek Than Gay. And thank you, thank you, thank you for that, that very, those very kind words about our, our fledgling podcast. You're welcome. Um, fledgling. I was calling because I, I, I kind of am apologizing. I called from my work. I had uh-huh. just gotten off work. That's how I, I was actually uh-huh. having a small You're bit drunk. of a brain meltdown anyway. Drunk. And my phone is horrible reception at work and at home, the two places where one would use a telephone the most. So that's what was all going on there. Hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I just got naw, and fortunately I paid a dollar for it, so what? The, the only thing worth it for the dollar was like trying to figure out if I found the, the villain dude to be kind of hot. What? What are we talking about? But other than that, I am curious, have you ever watched, and I don't remember if you've ever talked about this one before, but have you ever watched the movie Teeth? Teeth? I think yes. Dimension is the distributor for that one. And no spoilers here, it's right on the cover, and it comes out pretty much at the beginning of the movie. Um, it's about a girl with vagina dentata. And I actually find, well, everyone like goes, ew, and all that. I actually think it's a very clever little movie. and I, kind of I agree. Subversive in the little points that it's making here and there, and mm-hmm. not just the points on the teeth and her Oh, cool snap. Hot. But just kind of curious what you thought about it. I hope you guys 
are doing well, you and Bradford and the Pussies uh, and all that. Uh, and exactly. good that the that the the reedy thingy of Marilyn is going well, because <laughs> the sneaky thingy it. while driving is not doing well for me. Yeah. Catch you guys later. Bye. Okay, Edward, you broke up a little bit again. And fledgling? You're at your 50th episode. That's hardly fledgling, sweetheart. But, you know, age is all in the mind at 45 or otherwise. Anyway, um, I did not hear what movie you mentioned that had a hot villain. You broke up for a second. And uh, so, okay, there you go. And um, Teeth. Yes, I saw Teeth. I liked Teeth. Um, I liked it a lot, actually. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm trying to remember it. You're right. All that stuff, the uh, the social commentary in it, you know, the fact that she was a Christian, you know, uh, what do they call it? <sighs> Celibacy advocate and all that other things and how, you know, women are viewed by men and it turns all that stuff on its ear. I enjoyed it. And plus, I also, th- I also found it to be a really good black comedy because I'm sorry, every time a severed penis hit the floor, my reaction was first, ew, and then, bah! <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen it, but those those bunnies, the 30-second movie bunnies, they just released teeth. And it's all there. It's all there, including bunny dicks hitting the floor. And I think that's worth 30 seconds of your life, just to see a bunny dick hit the floor. Why am I talking about? Not like in... Re- okay, forget it. Forget it. Let's never talk about bunny dicks here again. Until we have to. Okay, thank you for calling, Edward. I love you. Goodbye. So that's it for the voicemail. Somebody tried to contact me by voicemail the other day, and I got a half message that somebody was trying, but the voicemail didn't pick up because it was being stupid, and I apologize. Whoever that was who was trying to reach me. I'm sorry. I'm still here for you. I'm waiting for your call. But I did get an email that I'd like to talk about. I got an email from Jeremiah Sand. Now, who the fuck is that? Well, I'm telling you who that is. He played Cousin Corey in the movie Hayride, which I reviewed during the Halloween marathon type thing. And that was a big surprise of a movie for me. I I went in with zero expectations, was thinking I was going to get a tired slasher clone, and was actually very entertained by what these people did with a minimal budget and a whole lot of chutzpah. And Jeremiah Sand played Cousin Corey, who, okay, I ogled the whole movie, and I regretted that he did not take his shirt off. So I got a nice little note from him thanking me for plugging the movie, and he was happy that I enjoyed it, and he wanted to let us know that they're currently working on Hayride 2. And I thought, great. And then in the PS, he noted, uh, Cousin Corey doesn't take his shirt off in this one either. But he's got a much bigger role. I said, that's nice. Good for you. I have needs too, you know. However, you know, if Cousin Corey wants to send me a pic of him with his shirt off, I am completely on board with that. And that offer still stands. And that's not the only thing that's standing. Ruff, 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 ruff. I'm a terrible person. You know, when I am just sexually objectifying actors who have the decency to contact the show, it is time to wrap this puppy up for another episode. So if you want to be like all these cool people who called in or wrote in to make the show even better than it was going to be, you know where to find me. You can give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens with a Z. 
That's not the whole title. It's just Scream Queens. But, you know, disease Z's implied. Just get, forget it. You know what I meant. If you want to find me on Facebook, you go. And you do a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. That will take you to the fan page. We're waiting for you. We're all going to talk about you until you get here. So come on over. Join the fun. It's where all the cool kids are. And some really creepy ones, too. But they're cool, too. Never mind. You know what I mean. And, hey, if you have Stitcher Radio, you can listen to me there or live streaming anytime. you Well, not live streaming, but you stream all the shows all the time, plus all your favorite podcasts. And it works on just about any mobile device that you have, so you have no excuse. And if you come across some podcasting app that you're using and I am not listed on there, by all means, let me know and I'll get my ass and other parts on there. Because that's what it's all about. Uh, uh, uh. That's what it's all about. Uh, uh, uh. Now, I want to be beefing up my Twitter use. Plus, Flem wants to go back to the show. You know Flem, the gargoyle? He wants to do an advice column. So if you have a question for Flem, I'm going to open it up. Remember, ask a gay guy anything. This is going to be ask a gargoyle anything. If you have got a question for Flem the gargoyle, tweet me at Scream Queens, and put hashtag gargoyle. And we'll see how that goes. Now, hopefully, all this nonsense with books and concerts and stuff will be done very soon, and I'll be back on a regular schedule with you doing proper shows improperly or improper shows properly. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever you want it to be, it'll be that. And until next time, kids, which will hopefully be very soon. Continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, What the fuck you want me to do? I'm on hiatus too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>